0: Welcome to the Fog.net Podcast. Michael Swain here after Kansas fell to Villanova 56-55 to 55 on the road in Philadelphia. And that was an ugly game. Uh, a game I think that maybe shows you where KU is at uh, in terms of the season and in their first road test uh, I think we saw some things that going forward uh, they're going to need to improve on. But before we dive into some of those things and some of the specific things I like to talk about, um, just give you an idea of what we'll be covering in the podcast today. Uh, we'll start off talking about Devon Dotson, his performance, uh, his place in the conversation for National Player of the Year, and being one of the best point guards in the country. Um, after talking about Devon, we'll do a little bit on Marcus Garrett, his injury, um, maybe what the realistic expectation could be for him and when he could come back. And then kind of that'll lead me into wrapping it up, talking about um, some players that will have to step up in his place and kind of doing a little bit of a deep dive on Isaiah Moss's performances uh, this season. But starting off with Devon Dotson, uh, that was not a good last two minutes for Devon Dotson in the game. Uh, I put him down as kind of the top performer in the game itself uh, just for the sheer fact of, you know, in that little, basically from about the 15-minute mark in the second half until about the six-minute mark, you know, he basically kept Kansas in the game. Uh, With, you know, you think about the three-pointer he made, some of the acrobatic layups, you know, he was a big part in getting Kansas in that game against a Villanova team that, you know, didn't shoot the three-ball well. But there were a couple periods where they got hot and Kansas needed buckets. And Devon was that guy. But down the stretch, that was not a good performance. And that leads me into this National Player of the Year discussion. I don't think Devon deserves to be in that right now. Uh, You look at the last minute and a half of that game, and it's in those moments where the National Player of the Year steps up. You think about Zion Williamson last year. He led Duke to multiple wins in the last minutes of game, just willing Duke to wins. You think about Jalen Brunson the year before, Frank Mason the year before that. Those are guys that in the last few minutes of the game, they stepped up, they didn't shed the blame, and they carried their teams to wins in tough environments, in tough situations when their backs are against the wall. And that was not something that Devon did on Saturday. So you look at the big picture of it with Devon in the game itself. You know you lose Marcus Garrett. Uh, you know not really anybody else is playing well, uh, and yet in those final moments, you know it was Devon with the turnover that led to Gillespie layup. He could have fouled, and this is something that Bill Self pointed out after the game, was that he could have fouled, and then Villanova would have had to take the ball out from the side and had to do it in the half court, and. Bill Self also admitted the caveat that you know kids don't necessarily think that way, but if we are going to hold Devon Dotson to this national Player of the Year standard, that you know statistically he matches up with some of the best players in the country. But some, but in those final minutes of games, you've seen him uh, outside of that Dayton game where he took over in the last few minutes. You know this is the first road test for Kansas, and this was an opportunity for Devon to show that hey. You know, I was not good on the road last year, but I am better now, uh, mentally stronger, uh, better as a leader, and he just didn't show that. I think you look in the final six minutes of the game, you know, Devon Dotson goes one of five from the field with a turnover, two assists, and of course, the final shot of the game. uh, Now, you can maybe get a little nitpicky. Uh, Did he need to take, you know, a couple dribbles at the top of the key or should he have just gotten it and, you know, drove? That could be nitpicking, Uh, but I think it is a little bit interesting that if you look at that shot itself, just purely as a shot, didn't that look like what Devontae Graham did against Texas Tech two seasons ago in 2018, where he clinched basically that shot that he made where he was off balance, falling back, it was eerily similar to Dotson's shot. You know... Devontae was able to get the ball out somehow, but that was a big shot in getting Kansas to win uh, the Big 12 title that year. And I think it's interesting that this is now the, the next great Kansas point guard, if, if you will, but someone that has you know high potential to be one of the greats in Kansas point guard history, uh, and that he just couldn't get that shot to fall. Now, in terms of you know for Kansas and Bill Self and the point guards that he has had, You know, Devon does have some tough shoes to fill. Uh, Kansas fans, you know, and covering the team even, you know, for the three years that I have. uh, You know, you think back to Devontae Graham and Frank Mason even, you know, four years ago. Those are guys that took responsibility. And when things didn't go right, it wasn't, oh, this didn't happen, this didn't happen. It was, I wasn't good enough or I should have done better. And Devon Dotson had the opportunity to do that after the game and he didn't. They, they switched out Gillespie, the point guard, on I think a Tristan or a 4-man or somebody. And, um, you know, he, I think he got bombed a little bit, forced help. And we didn't get back to him on time. He, he made a tough shot. He said that someone got switched on to Tristan Anaruna, uh, which was true. It was Gillespie. Uh, he crossed over, uh, got maybe half a step on Aruna, but... If Gillespie drove to the rim and tried to shoot that, Enruina would have had a really good chance of blocking that with the 7-foot wingspan. So on that play, Devon Dotson kind of sinks in a little bit. Gillespie kicked it out to Samuels, and Dotson just was laxadaisical closing out. It was something that you would not expect of that leader, of the point guard, of someone that is trying to take over a game to halfway close out. If Devon Dotson just does a hard closeout and forces Samuel to take a dribble and in, to take a step inside the you know, three-point line, then all of a sudden, instead of going up by one, Villanova ties the game. Kansas can then go and have the opportunity to play for the win, or if they miss, you know you go to overtime and you get five more minutes. And we know how good Bill Self teams are in overtime. They, frankly, do not lose. So for Devon Dotson, I think if we were going to hold him you know, to this high standard of being one of the great players in college basketball, one of the national players of the year candidates, you know, these are the moments where he's going to have to step up, and he didn't do that on Saturday. Now, that did get me thinking, uh, because he, you know, for the majority of the game, you know, especially in the first half, he wasn't really good. He turned it on for about that 10-minute stretch in the second half, and then really wasn't too good in the final six minutes. And that got me thinking that if it feels like in some of the big games this year, uh, you think about. You know, the, the big teams Kansas have played this year. You know, your Dukes, BYU, Dayton, um, Colorado, uh, those games. You know, and it, to me it felt like watching this, it's been like, man, has Devon actually been good in those games? Because uh, it doesn't feel like he's been at his best outside of that Dayton game. It doesn't feel like he's been at his best this season in some of those big moments. But then I went and looked at the numbers for it, and if you take those four games against Villanova, Colorado, Dayton, and I used BYU, just throwing out the Duke game, just being the first game of the season, uh, everything with that. And yet in those four games against those four opponents, Devon's averaging 19 points on 49% shooting from the field. Um, the three-point shooting isn't great, only 22%. Um, but a halfway decent assist-to-turnover ratio, 1.5. But So he has played well in those games. It's just in those final moments, you need him to be like he was in Dayton uh, compared to what he was like against Villanova now going forward for Kansas, uh, especially for Devon, you know he has talked about trying to be a better leader and it's it's to me it's so interesting that he said um, twice during his interview this week with us on Thursday he mentioned on two occasions that he feels like he's a better leader. Uh, he said it when he was asked about what the biggest growth has been in last season to this season, He said, my leadership. I feel like I'm a better leader. And then he was asked about what NBA people have asked from him in this season and what they want to see from him. And he said, again, leadership. So for him to talk like that, you know, and to not show it on the court, I I think it's just, you know, I don't know what to make of it. And it's gonna be real interesting to see then against Stanford, you know, if you don't have Marcus Garrett, who is very much been so far this season, one of the better leaders on the court just in terms of Making sure people are in the right spots, making sure things don't get out of hand um, in terms of you know slowing play down on offense or just taking a guy on on defense. So without Marcus Garrett now for a little bit, I'll talk about him in just a second, but it's going to be more on Devon because he's not going to get a break now. He's probably going to end up playing 38 to 40 minutes until Marcus Garrett gets back. And it's going to be tough for him. You, know, you think about two of your next three games are, are tough road tests. You go away to Stanford uh, a week from Sunday. You go to Iowa State in the second Big 12 game of the year. Those are going to be two real big tests, and it feels like after that Iowa State game, we could have an interesting idea of what to expect from Devon Dotson on the road this season. So moving on to Marcus Garrett, um, he you know appeared to hurt his ankle uh, in the loss. Bill Self said he doesn't think that it's as bad as the injury he had last year. That made me think. Let's go look back. Let's see, you know what, how much time Marcus Garrett missed with that injury last year. And I think it's also important to remember that you know Marcus Garrett did come back last season, but even he said it, uh, he wasn't 100 percent for the rest of the season. Uh, that was an injury that it was a, a tough ankle sprain, and he you know came back for uh, a game at Texas Tech, and just you know for the rest of the season just didn't look the same, and he even admitted that. So in terms of the games that he could miss, um, if we say that it is not as bad as the previous ankle sprain, well, the last ankle sprain he had, he missed five games in a total of 21 days. So if we're going to say that it is not as bad as that, that means he'll be at least back for, uh, at minimum, the Baylor game. Because right now, if you look in terms of from Saturday on, Stanford is eight days from Saturday, so probably going to miss the Stanford game. 14 days after Saturday is West Virginia. That could be one where maybe he plays, uh, depending on how well it heals. But then you could probably look at that at Iowa State game, 18 days from Saturday. That could be the time uh, where maybe we see Marcus Garrett get back to KU. Now, in the meantime, guys are going to have to step up in his place. Devon Dotson is definitely one of them. Uh And I think but in terms of other guys that can maybe help shoulder some of that load, I think the first guy to come to mind would be Christian Brown because he looked really good in the second half. Um, Once Marcus went out, I mean, he had the stretch where he blocks the Jeremiah Robinson Earl shot. That was a crazy athletic play. Then he draws the and one on the other end. Um, He was pretty good on the boards, and he just looked like he was playing with a free mind out there. And that is something that... You know He's talked about, that Bill Self has talked about, that he's not necessarily been, he's been thinking too much. And that it's taken away from some of the effort plays and some of just the instinctual play that he can have. Uh, and so I think he took a step in the right direction against Villanova on Saturday in a tough road environment. So I think that Stanford game will be a real good opportunity for him to build on that and to be able to maybe use this Villanova game as something that can slingshot him uh, into the rotation and playing some more minutes than he's been able to this season. But I think the biggest person that, you know, without Marcus Garrett in that scoring, uh, you know, Marcus doesn't score a ton, but he at least gets you uh, about eight or nine points a game. Um, And that leads me to the Isaiah Moss conversation. A lot of people have talked about it, um, you know, on Twitter and uh, on the boards that, you know, Isaiah Moss has definitely not been uh, maybe as advertised, if you will, um, this season so far. Yeah, the hamstring injury definitely hampered him early, uh, and he'd admitted that. But even then, you know, since that Dayton game, Kansas has played four games, uh, and in that Dayton game, uh, you know, Jose Moss took one shot, and it was the half-court buzzer beater, and he played thirty-six minutes. So in that time since, he has averaged five points on twenty-nine percent shooting from three. So for someone that's supposed to be your sharpshooter, that's he's not been that. And from a bigger picture perspective, this season, you think about the games versus. Monmouth and Chaminade. Uh, Those are the two games where he was awesome. You know, scored 34 points in the two games, went 8 of 10 from 3, 3 to to 1 assist to turnover ratio, uh, in 35 minutes total. But here's the issue. In the eight games, not against those two teams, he's averaging 4.5 points on 25.8% shooting from 3 and in 23 minutes a game. So he has not played up to the standard that he can play. Because we've seen it at Iowa that he can be a consistent, uh, you know, he's not going to get you 12, 13 points a game, but he can get you, you know, eight to nine points a game and then the occasional burst for the 15 and 16. And we just haven't seen that from him this season. I At this point, I, I don't know if you can continue to point back to that hamstring injury. Uh, it has been a while and he has shown burst where he's gone off ball screens and been able to explode. Um, so I don't know what's going on or what is you know, happening to where he's not able to shoot the ball as well or maybe he's not feeling like he's in the flow. Uh, but he's definitely someone with Mark scared out, and you're going to lose some more points there. He's definitely going to be one that's going to have to step up, uh, especially you, know, you think about the two tough road tests you face two out of the next three games. You know, those are going to be the times where you need Isaiah Moss as that graduate transfer senior to step up in those big moments. So that's all the time we have for today. So I always thank you for listening to the Fog Fog.net podcast. If you like what you heard, please leave a rating or review on iTunes. We really appreciate those. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at msway97. And with that said, we will talk to you next week.